Hi everyone, it's Robert Allen. You're listening to the Wedding Podcast Network. Today's podcast is with Preston Bailey, event designer and planner to the stars. You've seen his work on the Oprah Winfrey Show. He designed weddings for Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas, for Joan Rivers' daughter, Melissa Rivers. Uh, he does some amazing work. We've got a great interview with him coming up in just a moment. After you're done listening to the interview, make sure you come to our website, weddingpodcastnetwork.com so that you can check out all of the links that we have a link to Preston's website a link to a series of images of Preston's work which is just absolutely breathtaking you really have to see it to believe it Uh, while you're on the website don't forget to sign up for our newsletter there's a link on the left hand side of the page Uh, also there on the left hand side of the page is a link to our survey if you could take about 30 seconds to answer our survey questions that would really help us out a great deal. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please write to us at the WPN at gmail.com. There's a link for that on the website as well. Anyway, I appreciate you listening. I hope that you enjoy the podcast with Preston Bailey, which is coming up. And we appreciate you listening to the Wedding Podcast Network. And here's Preston. I'm here with event planner and designer Preston Bailey. Good morning, Preston. Good morning, Robert. How are you today? I'm great. It's uh, such really a thrill to uh, to be here with you today. Thank um, you. It's my pleasure. Uh, I've known you for many years, uh, being in the in the wedding industry, and have uh, been privileged to uh, be able to work with you over the years. And uh, you do some amazing uh, designs. And um, before we kind of get into what you're doing today, why don't we give our listeners a sense of of how this all started for you? How did you get into the business? How did I start it? I started this amazing business totally by accident. Years and years ago, I needed a job. And a very good friend of mine, an interior designer, recommended that I do weekly flowers for one of his clients. And little did I know that this was supposed to happen 25 years later. So again, it was just by accident. I never thought that this was the direction I wanted to follow. But needless to say, I think it's the most amazing business. I mean, uh, helping people celebrate, they, you know, it's, it's really great. I'm very fortunate. Yeah. feel very fortunate. That's great. Now, that's what I wanted to ask you. What do you really love the most about designing weddings in particular as opposed to any other event? How is it different? I think weddings, I think, is the one event that people allow themselves to fantasize about the brides being something very unique, either princess for the day or, uh, you know, is it the one day that I think entertainment becomes not only a celebration but is a fantasy journey, and I think that's the most amazing thing. And for me, be, being able to provide that to a client, this one day in time that they will remember forever, I find that to be very powerful. And I think, you know, uh, weddings are one of the few ceremonies that we still have left here. I mean, Europeans have the coronations and everything else, or had it anyway. And we have weddings. I think that's what makes it so special and unique. Okay. That kind of leads me into my next question. When you approach a wedding, um, how do you combine the traditional elements of, of the wedding with with uh, you know the modern ideas of what's hot and, and you know in bringing to life what you know a bride's vision is right uh, you know there are th- traditional elements of a wedding mm-hmm. um, how do you tie all of that together well first of all uh, 
we often forget that most weddings is about the ceremony. I think the ceremony is where you bring in as much tradition as possible, depending on the couple and depending on what the religion backgrounds are or not. But that's where it should be very ceremonial. There should be a sense of, of you know, awe. There should be a sense of really bringing in as much traditional as possible. Even that, however, have changed. Each couple really adapts whatever is important to them. Uh, but I think in the ceremony itself is where I concentrate on bringing that in as much as possible. Now, do you have a uh, particular signature style that you uh, that you showcase in all of your work, or is, is everything that you do original? You know, um, I try to make it original as much as possible. But one of the things that is consistent that I love, love to do over the top. I really do. I believe more is better. I mean, I usually get into trouble for saying that, but I don't <laughs> care. I, that is my signature. I believe that a room that you walk in and is really treated properly and is done in a very dramatic uh, statement thing, you know, I relate to that much better. Okay. I get that idea from nature. I mean, if you look at a cherry tree and you see it covered with flowers, for me that's the same concept that you bring inside to create this dramatic, dramatic uh, rooms that when people walk in that they are in awe. Yeah, mean, that's know, what I go for. It, you know, it, it's so true. You know, in the, in the weddings that we worked on together, yeah. it's, you know, it, it really kind of takes your breath away. That's what I go for. I yeah. mean, I'm not always successful, by the way, <laughs> but it's something that I think for one day. That's what people will remember, that first impression and that being in that one, remember, it's a one-day thing that they take with them. And, and, you know, so I really go for that, for, for the big drama of it. Right. Now, let's talk about the, the flowers themselves. You know, I, I've seen you at work and, and how just, you know, you touch it and it just falls into the, the right place. Uh, let's talk about flowers for a moment. Uh, what are some of your favorite blooms? What are, what right. are the flowers? That you, you know, have? I've always said that, first of all, flowers are beautiful by themselves. There's not much you can do with them to destroy a perfect flower. Uh, I love the flowers that are more romantic. I love the roses, peonies, orchids, because there's such an amazing variety of them. Uh, and there's hundreds of hundreds of different varieties of them, so I love that. Um, so, you know, those are the roses that tend to gravitate, hydrangeas, peonies, roses. I find there's a softness about them that I think that are very beautiful. Now, would all of those particular flowers you just described, would all of them be appropriate if you were designing the bouquet for the bride? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, again, like anything else, you have to treat them properly. Uh, and it took me years to learn how to treat, especially the way that we produce flowers in these thousands, have to have them all purchased at the right time, open slowly, but they open beautifully for the, that one day. But it's just a matter of really treating them in whatever is necessary for them to pick beautifully. Okay. And, and season has, has a lot to do with, with the flowers that you'll choose? I think they do. However, once that's said, we're in New York City, and thank God we're blessed that most flowers, and I said most, not all of them, are available almost any time. I mean, right now... Uh, is the peak of winter mm -hmm. and peonies that is a, a spring flower is available that we get from uh, New Zealand or one of those places that have it at the moment so we're very lucky in that respect 
branches might be a bit of a challenge. We might, we might not have cherry blossoms except in the spring. So yeah, so the season thing is important, but luckily we're in a place that almost any flower is available anytime. Now, will you recommend, you know, regardless of availability, will you recommend certain flowers based on the season that we're in when a bride is planning her wedding? I think that recommendation will come strictly from a budgetary point of view. It's clearly that what the flowers that are in seasons are much more cost-effective than if they're not. So in that respect alone, I would recommend it very strongly. Okay, so so if, if a bride is working with a particular budget as opposed to a bride that has no budget. Right. Uh, but first of all, every bride has a budget, well, that's, that's, even that's the true. very <laughs> high clients that I do. However, if bud- budget is a consideration, it's something to keep in mind. Is the seasonal flowers are, are much more cost-effective. Right. Um, you know, you talk about you know the drama of you know of, of what you create. Right. Um, l- let's talk about how how color and and height right. and texture mm-hmm. uh, come into play in, in how you design for for a wedding. You know, I think first of all, white and creams are beautiful colors, and it's interesting because I usually use white and cream for the ceremony. I think they're very ceremonial colors. But my background is from Latin America and Panamanian. I love colors. I I feel that there is emotion in colors. Most of the work that I do is very color intensive. I think that's how you you evoke certain emotions. And that's one of the reasons that I prefer using the hot colors. They had pinks, they had oranges, they had purples, the blues, depending on the time of the year and depending on what the client likes. But I usually tend to gravitate for that reason because of the emotional factor that you could accomplish with color. Now, in the planning process, what comes first? If, if a bride is thinking about a certain uh, seasonal theme or, or, or something that is going to tie everything, everything together, is, it, is that the process that comes first? And then you think about the, the floral design? Yeah. First of all, usually most of the brides that I work with, I sit with them for hours and I really try to get into the heads and to the sensitivity and what they're about and what colors they're comfortable with and what colors they're not comfortable with. That's very important, by the way, because ultimately the weddings are not mine, it's theirs. So once I get a glimpse of what they're gravitating towards is where sometimes a theme comes up, sometimes a suggestion of a color comes up, sometimes, and you know, so that's when it happens. You know, it's not something that I dictate on them. It's something that by questioning intensively you, you find out that right. it kind of comes to the surface it does you, come you, to the surface and I, you know and I, and I will really recommend to any bride to be to just make notes of the things they love things that are important to them that's a good place to start most brides do by the way but i think that's a very good place to start especially when you're working with a designer right it's to just to gather all of those things that are important and, that are and important they love, to them, correct? Um, in, in both style, color, all of those things, I'm sure tie Absolutely. into making that decision. And not only that, I think if they are very in tune and the things that are important to them, and if it's a matter of a budget, they could possibly concentrate more in that area. For instance, if the flowers are the most important thing to them, invest more with the flowers. It's the food, which is a lot of times it's more important to the brides, invest more money there. Sometimes it's a dress. So right. even from that point of view, I think it's a good practice once you're dealing with a budget and with an overall of what you're expecting. Now, in, in 
putting together the flowers at a wedding, what types of, of containers mm-hmm. for, for flowers are some of your favorites to use? You know, I think we have seen so many vases and there's so many containers out there. And I've tried real hard for each event to come up with a new concept. God knows I've sort of a hung flower some places that one can even imagine that you could hang. But I think that's where you get it. I think my favorite containers are containers that are made out of flowers themselves. Oh, okay. Sculpting the containers actually out of flowers. You're sitting at a table, you're looking at the centerpieces. Not only the flowers are in it, but the containers itself are made out of flowers. I find that very exciting and very challenging a little bit because of the timing with the flowers. So, you know, I think the container is a big thing, and people should really either look for something that is special or something that works with what they're doing, or at times, as I do, try to create your own. Now, one of the parties that we worked on together uh, that, that we mentioned right. you know, before we got started right. was, was this pink and blue. Correct. And you did something that I, I found just absolutely fascinating, where you had um, flowers that were... Uh, kind of on the wall mm-hmm. and and the illusion of of the container and 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 the piece being on the wall and the flowers kind of were almost growing out of out of the wall itself describe what you did uh, you know i think that. that's another one of the uh, challenges that i gave myself in how can the guests come in and say oh my god i wonder how they did that mm-hmm. that for me is really exciting and coming out of ways that you can do arrangements that is not explainable. And what these are, and it's kind of a signature of mine and what we do, is that we create a printed vase, for instance, or a painted vase as an image. And in it, we put fresh flowers that we adorn with it, and we put the, each flower in water picks. Believe me, it's not that easy to accomplish, and the timing has to be right, but I think the effect is very dramatic. Right. And that is exciting to Because me. you don't know if it's real or if it's Correct. painting. Correct. Or, and Correct. you have to come up real close to it and, and look. And it's just it was Correct. absolutely magnificent. And, you know, and, I, and I think that's another way that we approach most of the work that we do. For me, it's almost like a theatrical gallery art kind of a thing. And the guest is, is the audience, so to speak. So, you know, that's the approach that I have to the events that I design. I want them to be there and... You know, every 15, 20 minutes, see if they see something different right. or if they taste something different or the music is different. I think it's, that's what entertainment is. It's constant, constant surprising. And I think the flowers is just one way of doing it. And how do you incorporate uh, the floral designs with, uh, with candles? Mm-hmm. How does that tie in? I know that, you know, I've seen you do these, uh, you know, these kind of almost blocks of, of votives all together right. and things. How do you tie in uh, you know, live flame with, with your, your floral arrangements? Well, you know, it's a bit of a challenge, I must say, and I've learned the hard way considering that for so many years we have had these tall candles that look so beautiful, and but at the end of the evening is in any, everyone's drinks and everyone's wine. Or yeah. even the worst thing, I remember years ago I had a bride walking down the aisle and some of the wax spilling on her dress, and she was mortified. Yeah. So I have learned the hard way, the very difficult way, in making sure that whenever we use candle, that is done in a very enclosed, secure way. And it's interesting because there are technology, and there are some uh, votives that you will never know that they're not real flame. Mm. So I use them strategically. 
in places that people can either that has the same effect without the danger right. and clearly if anything is small and close and enclosing the table then you could use the regular votives but for the aisle I've learned to use always always battery or electrical candles for that reason so I said you know you learn as you go along sure sure from your mistakes correct right. you make them once and you don't make them again oh you try to <laughs> you try anyway. exactly <laughs> Now, when when a a bride comes to you, how far in advance typically are you are you seeing clients uh, you know, from their wedding? Day? You know, we uh, thank God, and you know, I'm booked up to a year or two in advance, but that's not always the case. I mean, we as you know, we did a Donald Trump's wedding that we were booked a month before, uh-huh. um, so it really changes, and it depends on and how long the person is being engaged, if they have a location, if they're ready to go ahead. But advisable, I will suggest at least six months. I think that's a good enough time. That gives us enough time to get to know each other. Give us enough time to design something that is a little bit different than fun. And, you know, present it to them. And if there's anything to correct or to change, we have enough time to change it. So I would say six months is a good time. And who are you typically meeting with? Are you meeting with the bride? Are you meeting with the bride's parents? Uh, I usually meet with the brides and the parents. I've always said it's the bride's wedding, but it's the parents' party. Right. <laughs> In a good way. Sure, I mean, it's sure, not a bad sure, way. I understand. I understand. But usually with both of them. And later on, we'll meet with the fiancé or with the fathers. Or, but usually right. the initial meeting is with the bride and her mother. And is it... Is it easier for you? I know that you said earlier that you like the idea of having a bride who, you know, has some kind of vision of, of what she wants. But, you know, what if, if a bride comes in with knowing absolutely nothing? She has no idea. Is you that know, more difficult for you? I always think that everyone has a point of view. You just need to ask the right questions. To kind of bring it out. Yeah. To bring it out. And I think it's really important to me that their wedding doesn't become about what I want. If I was getting married, believe me, it would have been a completely different story. (laughs) But it's their day, and it's their occasion. So I really try to, do you like modern? Do you like traditional? Do you like colors? What colors do you like? What is your home like? I pay attention to what they're wearing. Is there simplicity? Is it they like statements? So, you know, there's a lot of clues that you can get to more or less get into the person's head to, to be to able to give them what they like. And, and the location that they pick Correct. says a lot. That's very important. You know, are they having it right. in their parents' backyard? Are they right. having it at the Pierre Hotel? Right. You know, it all it all makes a difference. I think it does. I mean, clearly it's just a matter of that adapting whatever the taste of the location. So I think first is what they like and what are they, what are they comfortable with. Okay. And later on, the location. Yeah, and you know, most because clearly most of the people that come to us have seen our work and they realize that we like drama and we like, sure. you know, statements. Sure. If they've know. ever watched you on Oprah and, oh, and you know, possibly correct. You know, it's, it's, uh, you, know, you did Oprah's uh, did 50th, 50th birthday. birthday and, uh, you know, it was, you know, drama was an understatement, I think. That's what uh, we look for. You know, and they are brilliant people that do the understated. Martha Stewart, she's a genius of doing that beautiful, understated, elegant, mm-hmm. pull-back table. Right. I have a hard time doing it, to tell you <laughs> the truth. <laughs> you know, I find it very difficult to do, considering that I tend to, you know... You like that over I, the time. I, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's, you know, certainly, you know, if 
that's what people want when they come to you. They want I think over so, the yeah. top. They want I that so. that take your breath away kind of right. kind of a feeling. And you know, and again, I think they will look for the theatrical part of it also, which I think is important to them. That's why I think that I work well with a lot of uh, actors and celebrities and artists because they have that sensitivity of you know creating drama kind of right. Thing. And it wouldn't seem out of place Correct. for them. Correct for them. Uh, now, what do you see? Uh, today is you know, the hot trends. What, what, where is it going? What, what are you seeing today? You know, I really hesitate in talking about trends, and I'll tell you why. I usually wait for the client to come in, and sometimes we do something that people think is a trend kind of thing. But once that's said, I am noticing um, receptions to be a little bit more relaxed. It's not a structure of the sick done dinner as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's much more um, uh, loungy and buffet, and it's much more about the performances. A lot of the events that we've been doing, there are some surprise performer. You know, we had an event the other day that Dana Summer's music was playing, and then she appeared live. Oh, okay. Or you know, we didn't want that, and I think it mimics also a lot of the celebrities are doing performances, and I think more and more that's coming into the mainstream. It doesn't have to be a big name; it has to be a wonderful singer from a band. Right. That be, you know. So I think that's really. It's a quality of the moment rather correct. Than, than than the wow. Correct. I did one that the groom which is a very good oh, singer, right. prepared a beautiful song and it prepared, prepared and sang it and everybody loved it. So it's more about performance, uh, great, it's always been a great party, but I think it's just been done a little bit less structure as it, than it used to be done before. Now something that, that I'm seeing uh, o- over the last few years um, is getting away from the, you know, the, the, the ten top round table mm-hmm. and, and doing some very interesting table you know design and, and longer tables and square and, and things like that yeah first of all I, I in fact I have been doing a lot of long tables and for me it's a very practical issue if you think about it usually you're closer to the person across the table so conversation becomes easier and also you have a longer surface that you can decorate that you could create more uh, elements and more uh, surprises than if, in a, if you had a wrong table. That so you it can kind crowded. of change as it goes down the table rather than just, you know, just sticking something in the middle. Just is correct. Yeah. And in a way, at times, it's even proven to be very cost-effective also because if you're setting 20 people at a table, then you have the opportunity of stretching the dollar a little bit further if that's your intent. You know, to have less tables overall. Correct. But nevertheless, uh, you know, even the decor... The, the, as far as the decor, you could do it with lots of candles, and you know because there's a length factor that gives the entire room and a, a stronger decor statement, I believe. Okay. Now, in, in talking about you know making it cost effective, what, what you notice I don't use the word cheap. No, I don't it's cost effective. <laughs> what happens first? Does the budget come together first, or does the the, the design elements? Um, I think how, it how do you really really depends on the clientele and the circumstances that you're working. One of the first questions that I ask everyone is, "What is your budget?" And the reason why because it's easier for me to design with a budget in mind than go crazy and design blindly. Right. Most clients give me a budget, but the ones that do not, 
is a good thing also because I have flexibility to dream and play and come up with different stuff. However, I think that one, that's one of the biggest plays, and I can't stress this enough, that people should sit down and decide how much they want to spend. doesn't mean to say that they cannot spend a little bit more, but at least they have some kind of idea. A lot of people don't know what things cost, which they're very honest and they will say so. Ask the person that you're working with to educate you. What does flower cost? What does a tablecloth cost? If you're going to drape a room, how much is it going to be? Lighting, how much is it going to be? So get an education in what things cost, and I think it will, it will, it will be a much better way for you to spend your money. Okay. Now, to tell the truth, did Donald Trump have a budget? I, uh, yes. He did? Yes. And okay. I must say, you know, I was so ready to negotiate uh-huh. because he's a businessman. And when... Uh, Melania came in and she told us what she wanted and we sent him a bill. He paid for it in full without questioning it. Okay. Well, if anyone can. Well, it's not a matter of can. A lot of people can, by the way, which, again, the misconception is that because we work with very wealthy clients... Uh, that they will spend anything. Right. And let's but face they still it, want to have a handle on it. Uh, well, the reason they became wealthy because they know true. how to manage their money. That's very true. <laughs> so, you That's know, very true. That's unfortunately, true. I wish the case was that it was come and say, spend whatever you want, <laughs> but it's not the case. I think they're very in tune in, you know, I want to spend X amount for this party that I'm doing. Okay. I could talk to them indifferently. Sure. <laughs> and once they, once they see what you right. can do, certainly yeah. that might change. Right. Now, one of the things that, that I like to try and bring out in, in all these podcasts and, right. and our, to our listeners is is great information. And, of course, you've, you've shared wonderful information. Right. But in your opinion, what aren't the brides asking that they should be asking when, they, when they're planning for their, the, their decor and their wedding and, and their event design? One of the things that I'm so adamant, and again, it's one of those things that I've learned after 25 years is that you really should have no surprises at all for that day, as much as possible. Anything that you get designed for you, you should see it prior, approve it to make sure that you love it. Uh, you know, whenever we're setting up a room, we give drawings, we have them at our studio, we set up uh, markups. They have to have that information. I've had too many experiences in the past that the bride walks in and said, oh, my God, that's not what I had in mind at all. So it's really important that whoever they're working with gives them as much information and show them as much as possible because that day you don't want to be dealing with uh, tension and ruin your right. day. No surprises. Absolutely. No so surprises. my biggest advice is that to try to minimize any surprise if possible. And secondly... Once they hire the people to do the job, allow them to do it. At that day, you don't want to be tense and micromanage you. Have the planner worry about that. Have the, you know, somebody should be in charge of that. This is where they could enjoy the day. Okay. Now, in, in all of your years of doing this, have you, do you have any favorite weddings that you, that you plan? I have a few. One of my favorite weddings, of course, is uh, Joan Rivers and Melissa Rivers, Rivers. R- a wedding that I thought was... You know, that was work, at the pier? It was at the plaza. plaza. Okay. And, you know, and Joan Rivers is like, she's been my angel, and she's a wonderful, wonderful woman to work with and to see the excitement that she brought with it. Uh, I have other weddings. I've done a wedding in the Middle East for 2,000 women that I thought was like an amazing, over-the-top, and they entertain like nobody else. Mm. 
Um, I'm, uh, Larry Fishburne was again his, uh, his wedding. I thought was very unique. Matt Lauer. I have a few of them, but I think in the top of that, I'll say Joan because I think it was one of my first big breaks, so to speak. And and you know I can still visualize that ceremony room. The winter one. The winter one. And I have a lot of brides come to you after that and wanted you to create that that look. Yes, but clearly what I've tried to do is do it differently. Which you know is always been. A ch- In fact, the cover of my second book, *By Never Fantasy Wedding*, has a variation of that in a tent and not in a ballroom that is done slightly different. Yeah, one of the things I remember a wedding that we had done, uh, I believe at at the might have been at the Pierre Hotel, right. and you did uh, the runner with rose petals. Correct. And it was almost ankle deep. It was mm-hmm. just such a lush, uh, beautiful. Uh, aisle runner that right. I've never seen you know rose petals used right. to that magnitude thank you, just, thank you. just absolutely gorgeous and I remember uh, coming with the bride into that space mm. and her seeing it right. and she was just truly speechless she couldn't even express to you how she felt at that moment and you could just see it in her well, face you know, that's what how, I go for how unbelievable <laughs> if they don't cry I didn't do a good job <laughs> that's no, it that's, that's it what we creating hope. Uh, we much hope for creating that. the emotion um and uh, tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing these days. I know you've got a couple of books um, out right now. Yes, you have a new yes, book. yes, yes, yes. Uh, I've been very fortunate. The first book, Design for Entertaining, which is on its fifth print right now, which I find is amazing, <laughs> considering that I didn't expect that. And the second book, by the name of Fantasy Weddings, which also is selling very well. And at the moment, I'm writing and finishing up a third book by the name of Inspiration. Okay, and that'll be available. And that will be available next uh, two or six October, fall okay. of, of next so, year. So next year, correct. Um, and your other two books are available. They're now. available right now, exactly. Okay. And you know, we're designing table settings and chargers and plates. It's a very exciting time for us, and we sort of are designing sheets and. Uh, so it's a very extensive, wider kind of a business. So you're expanding you know, your reach into, yeah, into yeah, other yeah, areas. You know, I'm so tired of trying to create a table and not try finding the right thing. So it's really fun to get to design my own. So the, you're creating the, the other components the that other go components with, that go with the table. Exactly. And is all of that available? Uh, all now? of that is available. And how does, uh, how does someone get that? You know, it's on my website, personabilitydesigns.com. Okay, we'll have that link uh, on our website in, in the show notes. Correct. Uh, so that, uh, and the most exciting thing that I think I'm doing also is that I made a partnership with Sandals. Okay. And, uh, and again, I've always had over-the-top high-end clients and the great things about this deal with Sandal is that it affords me to do four packages that anyone can afford. They're like fifteen hundred to five thousand dollars each, great. and it's really been an exciting thing to do that to be able to create these wedding uh, scenes in the oceans that say that have a bit of what I like. You know, it's, it's so that's very exciting to me also at the moment. Great. Well, it's you know it's wonderful that uh, you're really kind of uh, expanding into all of these. Uh, other areas, and we'll have links to all of these on our website on WeddingPodcastNetwork.com. Uh, so visit the website, and you'll be able to to check that out. Um, any last minute uh, advice for a bride? I know we're getting into engagement season right, right. now. Right. Well, again, uh, you know, um, 
just really have a great wedding. What can I say? I mean, I, I still think they're like the best things ever. Great. And pick up your books for ideas. For ideas. There's and, tons of uh, ideas in them, great. actually. Great. Yes. great. Well, Preston, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your schedule and, and, um, and, and being with us today. I know our, our listeners have gotten some, some great inspiration from you. And uh, it's always a pleasure uh, seeing you. And uh, good luck with everything you're working on. And thank you so much for being a part of uh, Wedding Podcast Network. Robert, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.